I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast, will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to call you Minika. In Hungary, we add a K-A or a K-E. Minika. Minika. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Mini, mini, mini girl. Mini, mini, <laughs> mini, mini girl. Like, but you're not mini. You're a biggie. I am a biggie. That is so exactly right. I'm not mini at all. I'm a gianty. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mini Driver. Welcome to Mini Questions Season 2. I've always loved Proust's questionnaire. It was originally a 19th century parlor game where players would ask each other 35 questions aimed at revealing the other player's true nature. It's just the scientific method, really. In asking different people the same set of questions, you can make observations about which truths appear to be universal. I love this discipline. And it made me wonder, what if these questions were just the jumping off point? What greater depths would be revealed if I asked these questions as conversation starters with thought leaders and trailblazers across all these different disciplines? So I adapted Proust's questionnaire and I wrote my own seven questions that I personally think are pertinent to a person's story. They are, when and where were you happiest? What is the quality you like least about yourself? What relationship, real or fictionalized, defines love for you? What question would you most like answered? What person, place, or experience has shaped you the most? What would be your last meal? And can you tell me something in your life that's grown out of a personal disaster? And I've gathered a group of really remarkable people 
ones that I am honoured and humbled to have had the chance to engage with. You may not hear their answers to all seven of these questions. We've whittled it down to which questions felt closest to their experience or the most surprising or created the most fertile ground to connect. My guest today on Mini Questions is best-selling author, psychologist and extraordinary teacher, Dr. Edith Eager. Dr. Eager was born into a Jewish family in Hungary and she and her family were sent to Auschwitz during the Nazi occupation where her parents were killed and she and her sister survived. She said that she'd been found by an American soldier on May 4th, 1945, when he had seen her hand moving slightly where she lay among a number of dead bodies. Dr. Eager eventually moved to America and received her PhD in clinical psychology from the University of Texas at El Paso. She spent her entire life helping patients with post-traumatic stress disorder recover and teaching all of us, through her books, how to free our minds from the prison of destructive thoughts and behaviours. She is genuinely one of the sweetest, most positive and powerful people I've ever spoken to in my life. And she left me with the lasting idea that what happens to us in life is not the most important thing in the end. Rather, the most important thing is what we do with our lives. Where and when were you happiest? When my daughter was born, September 3rd, 1947, because my doctor didn't want me to have a child and he scheduled an abortion. And I told him I want to give life. And so I'm glad I didn't listen to the doctor. Wow. And that's my daughter, Marianne. Dr. Marian Engel, married to Robert Engel, E-N-G-L-E, who got the Nobel Prize in economics in 2003. So I think it's uh, probably the most beautiful time when I was able to not only survive, but also give birth to a child. So Edith, the war ended in 1945 and you gave birth in 1947. People usually ask me, did you love your husband? And my answer is, I was 17. Yeah. I was very skinny. I was very lonely. And most of all, I was very hungry. So he bought me Hungarian salami. And so I married him. <laughs> That's exactly. Edith, that is exactly it. You were hungry and he bought you a salami. I was hungry for attention, for affection, for approval, and I, that's how I call my patients today, hungry. Mm. They come to me hungry, hungry because they expected one thing and they got another. They were told one thing and then they were presented something else. In Auschwitz, I asked myself many times, does anyone know that I'm here? It was so important for me somehow to know whether anybody ever heard of Auschwitz. We want to forget and use all kinds of defense mechanism. We deny it, we forget it, we run away from it. And thank God I'm here with you at 94, a mother of three, a grandmother of five, and a great grandma of seven. My goodness. Seven yes. little boys. My Goodness. That's my revenge to Hitler. 
that's the best revenge to Hitler. Your beautiful children and their children and their children. Yeah. Do you remember the liberation really, really clearly? Do you remember when you really knew that it was over? That's a beautiful question. And uh, doubt, doubt sets in. I can remember doubt. Is this really happening? Yeah. Is it really true? Yeah, I remember I felt someone holding my hand. And then I looked up. I saw beautiful eyes filled with tears. I was liberated. I wish I could meet that man now who gave me M&M's. He gave you M&M's? He gave me M&M's. If you come to my house, someone send me M&M's with my picture on it. <laughs> I don't know how they got to do that, but I I can give you M&M's with picture on it. I would like that. I would very much like to have some M&M's with your face on them, but I'm almost positive I would not be able to eat them. I would just look at them. Oh. oh. <laughs> I don't think I could eat something with your face on it, Edith. <laughs> well, why don't I save you some and you come here to my house? Yes. Okay. You do that. I'm going to come. I'll come over and we'll look at them together. And we make some Hungarian chicken paprikash. Yum. I would like that very much. I've never had that. You'll like it. You'll like my chicken paprika. I guarantee you. I actually don't doubt it at all. How old is your son? He's 13. He's 13 and he loves to cook. Ooh. You know, I'll tell you a story about him, Edith. When he was five years old, he came running in the room and he grabbed my shoulders and he was crying and he was like, Mommy. And I was like, darling, what's happening? What is happening? And he said, I can't believe it. Is chicken a chicken? And I said, well, yeah, yeah, yeah chicken is a chicken. And he went, I can't believe it. I thought it was a coincidence. And he was devastated that he had been eating an animal and he didn't know it was an animal. So he wrote a song about how sad he was. And then he was a vegetarian up until only about a year ago. And he's always made a lot of his own food and always been very interested in cooking. And now he's starting to eat a lot of different food now. And it's amazing to watch this child who's really, he closed his world down and now he's really opening it up. But he's doing it really consciously with a lot of awareness. And it's really amazing to watch. I think it would be good for him to talk to Marianne because she is an expert. Is she? You go to her house and you don't know what you're going to get on your plate. You never know what she's going to serve you. And so she would be the person because he could be really a chef. Yes. Men should stay in the kitchen. (laughs) What question would you most like answered? I have been asked many times the question, how would you like to be remembered? I think that's very fitting for me right now. How would you like to be remembered? Someone who did everything in her power, that your children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren will never experience what I did. I work preventively, and I'm going to work as long as I live. I do not believe in retirement. Yeah, my mom was the same. Because it's not really work, it's living. Yes, and we like what we do. 
we like because it's genuine. Yeah. And I think if you're putting something into the world, like you said, you have far greater experience than most people in the world currently of what it really means to sacrifice and what it really means to put light back into the world. I think we celebrate many times what we lost rather than celebrate what we still have left. And I think it's important for us to be very picky what we concentrate on. I know because when my sister asked me in Auschwitz, how do I look? And we were completely naked. And uh, I, I knew that I became her mirror. And instead of telling her the way she looked, I told her, Magda, you have beautiful eyes. And I didn't see it when you had hair all over the place. Oh, so you say you find something good in everything. Why do you think as people, as humans, why do you think we jump to the negative so quickly? Why do you think we don't naturally fit ourselves to the positive? You know, I was in the in Milwaukee, invited to a dinner for a family, and we sat down and the children, you know, sit down. This is my shy one, this is my a funny one, so on. So I sit down next to the girl and I look at her and I said, you have such beautiful profile. And the mother kicked me under the table and said, don't tell her that she'll be conceited. I think it's very important, very important to pay attention what you're paying attention to because we remember the messages our parents give us. We do. We really do. See, my mother told me, I'm glad you have brains because you have no looks, because my sister was the pretty one. Well, I think you're beautiful. I think you're beautiful. I am very important, really, to tell you that you can rewrite your script. Oh, yes, that is true, always, right? Every day. Just rewrite. I am beautiful. I'm one (laughs) of a kind. There'll never be another me. And that's true. Never, ever be another mini, mini, mini girl. Never, ever, ever be another Edith, Edith, Edith. Yes, you know, I I think people can take a journey to discover their true self, that we give up to fit the dynamics. Why do you think people give up? It's kind of like Shakespeare put people on a stage and you'll be the firstborn child. So you are the responsible one. The middle child is usually peacemaker. They want everybody to get along with everybody else, like Kissinger. And the babies we call charming manipulators. (laughs) I was the charming manipulator. Oh, were you? I would go to my father and ask for money when he was playing with his cronies, billiards, because I knew he was going to be very generous. I couldn't get away with my mother with anything like that. But you could with your dad. With my dad, I could do that. Yeah, I was the same. You, you got to know the customers. <laughs> you got to know the territory. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly correct. <laughs> Hello, 
Jamila Jamil here. You may know me from my role in The Good Place or from She-Hulk or from social media and my activism. I Way basically started as a social movement and my podcast is one of my truly greatest achievements. It's a podcast against shame and a place for us to have really honest and truly inclusive conversations. I love connecting with people. I love learning. I have a lot to learn and I'm inviting you along with me. On I Way with Jamila Jamil, I have friends, activists, specialists and absolute heroes join me to teach me from their experience and expertise. People like Conan O'Brien, Jane Fonda, Roxanne Gay, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Byer, Alok, Kelly Rowland, and more. I Weigh with Jamila Jamil has new episodes out every Tuesday, and you can find the show on earwolf.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm 
Now, what quality do you like least about yourself, if you had to pick something? I could be less perfectionistic and just to be average. I think it takes courage just to be average. It's okay not to make A pluses all the time. It's okay to make B or a C or even flunk. I always had to be the number one and graduating with honors. And and I think it takes courage just to be. You don't have to be anything. Just be. Do you think that you needed to strive for perfection and to be the best because you'd had such a lot of time and life and people you love taken away from you? I think it had a great deal to do with earning, deserving. Uh, The survivor's guilt has really taken over big time because when I was graduating with honors, I did not show up for my graduation Hmm. because they died and I did not even allow myself. There is a good word, permission. I didn't give myself permission to show up for my graduation. Hmm. And that is really something I would not do today. So I think it's important to live in a present and celebrate every moment because life is just one day. The morning sunshine doesn't come back. And that's why I love to live in a present and think young, but not young and foolish. I like to be childlike, not childish. <laughs> Go dancing. You know, I still like the big band, and my children call it supermarket music. They do? Oh, I love big band music. You do too. Oh, I love that, Glenn Miller. I love it. I love big band music. My mom used to love that. You come, we dance together. So I'm going to come to your house. We're going to look at the M&Ms with your face on it. We're, you're going to make some chicken paprikash, and then we're going to go out dancing. You got it. This is like the best date ever. It's a date. So Edith, what person, place or experience most altered your life? When I was accepted at the university, I never told them that I never finished high school. <laughs> and I was accepted on probation, and they put me in a class called English as a Second Language. So you see, I manipulated the environment for me to be able to be a college student. I ended up being a college professor. I was able to somehow get the education to be able to be part of life where I could not only teach others, but teach them what I lived. And anything I tell you, I tell you what I lived and made it happen that don't give in to nihility. You don't give in to nothing but hope and find hope in hopelessness every time. Never give up. No, exactly. And I love that you say that you teach preventatively. To teach love is how to prevent creating people who will take part in atrocities, but who would love themselves. So they would never even, it would never even cross their mind to do that. You know, I I have it in my book that I took care of a young man who was part of the David Koresh movement in Texas. And the first thing he told me that he's going to kill all the Jews. Now, I had a choice, the difference between reacting or responding. 
If I would have reacted, I would have dragged him into the corner. I would have looked at him and say, how dare you talk to me like this? I saw my mother going to the gas chamber. But I remember I was having a relationship with God, my God. I call it Tinkerbell, the free spirit. And I was told to find the bigot in me. And I said, no, 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 that's impossible. I came to America penniless. I didn't speak a word of English. I went to the bathroom and one of them said, colored. Yes, prejudice means to prejudge. And I joined the NAACP and I marched with Martin Luther King in 1963, I believe, two or three. And I was singing, we shall overcome with the mamas and the papas way before your time. I love the You remember the those days? I don't remember those days. I remember uh, their music and I remember... The mamas and the papas. Edith, how do you feel you've lived through so many generations? Do you ever feel angry that we don't seem to learn? That even today, Vladimir Putin is invading Ukraine and causing misery and heartache. Like, do you ever lose hope for humanity? You know, a woman just told me that the boyfriend left and I told her, I'm going to give you one word. And the one word is next. <laughs> so the question is, my daughter calls it Edeism. Are you evolving or are you revolving? <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Oh, I want that on a t-shirt. I'm going to make that t-shirt for you. Are you evolving or are you revolving? Thank you. Because that way... You don't just do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Yeah, that really is the definition of insanity, huh? Insanity, that's what Albert Einstein told us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Albert Einstein, I understand, was teaching at Princeton, and he came out, and one of the students looked at him and said, you're not wearing socks. And he said, I'm not into socks. And I'm thinking, sure, if you're Albert Einstein, you don't have to wear a sock. You can do anything you want to because you're Albert Einstein. Yeah. I think you cannot wear socks even if you're not Albert Einstein. Yeah, because you have to risk. You have to risk cold feet. Chances are that no one notices it as much as you. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I moved to San Diego from Texas and I went to the symphony one night and I forgot to take off my slippers. Nobody noticed it. I was the only one. I think people are far less interested in our story than, than we are. Of course, of course. Hello. Jamila Jamil here. You may know me from my role in The Good Place or from She-Hulk or from social media and my activism. I Weigh basically started as a social movement and my podcast is one of my truly greatest achievements. It's a podcast against shame and a place for us to have really honest and truly inclusive conversations. I love connecting with people. I love learning. I have a lot to learn and I'm inviting you along with me. On I Weigh with Jamila Jamil, I have friends, activists, specialists and absolute heroes join me to teach me from their experience and expertise. People like Conan O'Brien, Jane Fonda, Roxanne Gay, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Byer, Alok, Kelly Roland, and more. I Weigh with Jamila Jamil has new episodes out every Tuesday and you can find the show on earwolf.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Can you tell me about something that has grown out of a personal disaster? I appreciate every moment because I remember when I saw my mother going to the gas chamber. And when that picture comes up for me, it really keeps me right on time how to experience the present that I can only touch you now. Hmm. So I do live in a present. I never forget the past. I don't even know what the word overcome means. Hmm. But I came to terms with it. I call it my cherished wound. Yeah. I think in a way, in a big way, we're all wounded. Yeah. And that woundedness gives us birth to the me 
my genuine self that I give up many times to please the family dynamics. Take a journey and see what you discover on the way where you are now, mini girl, and how much do you have left? Because chances are you may have 50 more years, and that's quite a bit of time for you to maybe go back to school, maybe learn how to do belly dancing, you know, something ridiculous, you know. Maybe I'll go to belly dancing school. Or go to Hungarian jartas, you know. Is that a place to go dancing? Is that folk dancing? Yes, yes. I was dancing with Carl Rogers in Hungary in 1985. Yes, yes. Eating the Hungarian goulash. Eating goulash. Mm. The goulash is very good, very good. If your son likes cooking, I'm happy that you are supporting. It doesn't have to be his future. It can be one of his goals to be a good chef. Yeah, exactly. I think food is love. I mean, it really making food, is a, there's a lot of love in it. When he makes food for me, I know that he has put all his love into it. Maybe you can buy a restaurant. <laughs> I love that you're reworking my whole life. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to learn to be a belly dancer and I'm going to open a restaurant. There you go. I'm loving my alternative life. I love the idea of expanding and doing lots of other things. You're a magical person. You really are. Like It feels like everything has grown out of something which one would imagine might end a person's life even if they carried on living, that their spirit would be so traumatized and damaged. But to talk to you and to see you and to hear the way that you feel about the world, it's such a beautiful reminder that we can always choose to grow. We can always rewrite the script, like you said. Life is beautiful. It's not what is, it's what we do with it. Every moment, we don't seem to appreciate it, what we have many times until we lose it. Mm. And that's why I eat up every morsel of food on my plate, on your plate. <laughs> if you don't eat, I'll take it home. <laughs> I never waste a piece of bread ever. Well, it has been the most wonderful, wonderful time talking to you. Thank you so much, really, with all my heart, thank you. It's so beautiful to share what you have to say with everybody. It really is a t an absolute blessing. Thank you. We made memories. Yes. Yes, Edith. We're making beautiful memories. I'm very grateful for sharing memories with you. Edith has put out a new edition of her acclaimed book, The Gift. The Gift covers Edith's insight into dealing with life's most complex challenges, and the new edition includes two additional chapters that examine Edith's introspections during COVID. She really is always growing, always evolving, and always teaching. You can find her book and more about Edith on her website, dredithega.com. That's dredithega.com. Mini Questions will be taking a short mid-season break while I'm on set for a new movie, but we will be back next month with more guests. While we're away, if you're looking for more stories, please do check out my newly published memoir, well, memoir-ish, Managing Expectations. Thank you for listening and please rate and subscribe to the show. And as far as my belly dancing career goes, I'll keep you posted. 
Mini Questions is hosted and written by me, Mini Driver. Supervising producer, Aaron Kaufman. Producer, Morgan Lavoie. Research assistant, Marissa Brown. Original music, Sorry Baby, by Mini Driver. Additional music by Aaron Kaufman. Executive produced by me, Mini Driver. Special thanks to Jim Nicolay, Will Pearson, Addison O'Day, Lisa Castella and Anique Oppenheim at WKPR, Dela Pescador, Kate Driver and Jason Weinberg, and for constantly solicited tech support, Henry Driver. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how three 20-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.